cliffcentral.com Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com Gosh, it never stops here on Future CEOs from one great guest to another. For those of you who missed out on the half hour previously, please do listen to our podcast and that was with the beautiful Faith Kanyele, CEO of WDB Investment Holdings. Without further ado, this is a conversation that we all so need to have. So if you are an entrepreneur, no matter where you are on your entrepreneurial journey, you need to listen to this. Business Partners is a very good friend of future CEOs. They are like family to us, and it is a privilege to have the Chief Financial Officer of Business Partners, Ben Bierman, in studio with me this afternoon. Thank you so much for taking time out on no of your very busy schedule, because we need to talk. Hi, Chloe. Nice <laughs> to be here. Ben, it's rough out there. It's tough out there. Junk status, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. As a small and medium enterprise, do I have hope? Is there hope? Where do I start? Do I continue? Let's start with your insight of what's actually happened in the past week for us small and medium-sized enterprises. Clearly, I'm going to start a few months ago because we did a survey around our entrepreneurs um, and what their confidence levels are. And what's amazing about entrepreneurs, and I think the previous guest that you had actually sort of embraced that and supported that, is that entrepreneurs are infinitely optimistic, (laughs) and they are always looking for the silver lining around the dark cloud. And what we picked up at the end of last year is that confidence levels in our economy and in our environment was for the first time in about four quarters picking up. So when we look at the beginning of this year, there was a narrative going about better economic growth, rain started falling, etc. And confidence levels actually reflected that. And confidence is the cheapest commodity you can get. And if you inject that into the entrepreneurs, then everybody starts taking a bit more risk and everybody's more energized and everybody's looking forward to the future. So what this last week, week and a half has meant for the confidence levels, I think we can all guess, but I can probably with quite a lot of confidence say to you that things are looking much much more bleak if we look at the economic growth forecasts and what the typical predictions are of what happens after a ratings downgrade. So if economic growth is going to be um, decreased and we're looking at a recession, then the SMEs are probably, like the poorest of the poor, going to be the ones that are going to suffer the most. Because, Ben, I remember when Praveen said his budget speech, yes, it was conservative, but it was it was doable. I mean, there was a, a point where we all thought, okay, it's going to be tough, but we can make it through. And I thought that at the beginning of this year, we're still still recovering from last year, and then things just got from gloom to doom. Um, we need solutions. This, we're a solution-based show. We don't want to moan and groan. We really want to find and receive from people like you tools and tips and just forecasts of what we can do on a day-to-day basis to make us um, part of the curve that is successful in the entrepreneurial journey. So... My question to you, attitude, confidence, and what can we do as small to medium-sized businesses about business and our economic growth going into the next of the year, the rest of the year? We need to stay positive, and I think we need to look at where those silver linings are. So at this stage, I must confess, it's quite difficult because the future looks very, very murky. But there will be opportunities as well. What we cannot do is to give up and to sit back. 
I think that is a fundamental belief. And if you, if you talk to entrepreneurs, they are the heroes of our society, I believe, because they always find a solution regardless of what the circumstances are. So in, in very difficult and um, volatile times, there's always opportunities. And if you, Correct. if you look at the broader Correct. SME environment, a lot of what we find is that cust- uh, those SMEs look at their customers, the solutions and products that they offer to their customers, and they just start working harder and making sure that they can actually do better in serving the need that they've identified within the market space. To the extent that we can group together and, and align our interests amongst the SMEs, we can try and influence and start shaping the environment in which we find ourselves. And a lot, let's, let's, let's look at the positive. There is a lot happening to try and make the environment more conducive for SMEs to actually get formed, new businesses starting, as well as to ensure that these businesses actually are sustained, especially in the, in the difficult times. I think both from government as well as from the private sector, there are big initiatives. I think the CEO initiative that got a new fund together for, for SMEs, it's now getting into the traction phase. What is that called? It's the um, initiative led by Adrian Gore and Brian Joffe. Okay, I, l- I hope you're listening for future CEOs. Listen, write, write this down, write this down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so th- there was one and a half billion rand that was mobilized from the private sector, and they'd be expecting the government to sort of match that money. And that funding will be very specifically targeted at growth SMEs. And essentially what we're talking about, and this is why the last week has been to a certain extent a bit of a setback, mm. is to try and look at what we can get what we can do to get the economic growth going, but more importantly, to ensure inclusive growth and job creation. That's the key f- factor. Let's just go back a bit. So uh, I, I should have explained and we should have explained what exactly does business partners do for us? We do three things. We provide funding. We also provide real estate accommodation services, and we provide mentorship and technical support to SMEs. What's really important about SMEs, and I think your previous um, guest actually highlighted that, that it's a long, sometimes a dark journey if you're an entrepreneur. And we realize that what entrepreneurs often need is some kind of specialized technical support mm. by purely providing them with funding or with other other resources doesn't really help them that much because funding is in certain areas of the economy generally available, not always easy to access it, but it's generally available. Mm. But what you need to do to ensure that your investment is safe is to actually provide the SME with with a more holistic support environment. Mm. But the funding that we provide is also quite bespoke, so it's customized to the need of that specific business. Wonderful. So just to go back on to... Because I think really province speech really um, kind of motivated in 2016. And he said something about business support and empowerment, which was allocation of cash to assist SMEs. And then obviously the prompt payment to suppliers. And you know what? As an entrepreneur myself, there's nothing that breaks the more the, just the business compass of the economy than non-payment of your suppliers. Please talk to us a little bit about that because that is so important. At least 30 days, people, at least. Absolutely. I, I, I was engaging with entrepreneurs yesterday. Yes. That was not only government but also private sector companies yes. that, that really, really do not appreciate 
the impact that it has on a small and medium enterprise if payments are delayed into 90, 120 days. It, it can actually kill the business. Correct. Because you're starving it of such Correct. a lot of oxygen in terms of trying to continue paying salaries, trying Correct. to continue buying stock, etc., etc. So if big business and government can really mobilize the, the commitment, if I can put it that way, to actually ensure that there's prompt payment. I know that the government has set up a hotline, okay. but if you don't get, uh, I can't give you the number, unfortunately, but I know that it exists. <laughs> so if you do not get payment from a government, local or national government department, you can call the hotline and they will actually f- see if they can fast track your payment, which I think is the right move and I the mean, right initiative. You at Business Partners live, breathe, eat, uh, a drink entrepreneurs, especially small to medium. In the space of the last week or two, what have been the, 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 the cruxes? Uh, what are they complaining to you about? What's their needs? What's, what are they be feeling uh, dissolved about? What's I'm, going on? I'm going to just share with you what an entrepreneur said yesterday. Yeah. She actually said that an entrepreneur is a person that jumps off a cliff and then thinks about building a parachute on the way down. <laughs> So, I think that's the it's typical. So true. It is, and, and 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 there are two groups of entrepreneurs at this stage. I think some of them are severely impacted by the current turmoil, but the others are just looking at how do we get through this and how do I continue driving my business. So in general, they are those eternal optimists that will, with their entrepreneurial skill and talent and energy, they will find a solution to try and navigate the stormy waters. One also needs to appreciate that when the environment is as stormy as it is. Um, it doesn't help to just button down the hatches and start waiting for the storm to pass. You actually need to raise your sails and see how can you actually benefit from the storm or how do you get out of the storm as quickly as possible. So our advice to them and what we see generally is that those true entrepreneurs are actually making the plans immediately and say, okay, what do I do right now okay. to, to protect my business, to sustain my business, and hopefully to even grow it. Economic growth and social protection. How does this impact uh, us as small and medium-sized enterprises? Economic growth is like the oxygen. It accommodates everything, and the rising tide lifts all the boats. Mm-hmm. So if you, you've got to remember that the SMEs typically provide their products and services to either government, big business, or to the consumer, you and I. Yes. And in the current economic climate, all three of those big groupings are Slightly under stress. We know that government's finances are, are depressed and that they are struggling to gain or to collect all the revenue that they need. Corporates lack confidence in the, in the economic environment and therefore they are reluctant to invest. And then thirdly, the consumer, where we were looking at decreasing interest rates for this year and higher economic growth and higher disposable income, perhaps the last week's events have maybe taken that expectation away and therefore SMEs are going to be under pressure because all three of their big customer groupings are not going to be thriving. Mm. So what do they need to do? An interesting stat that I also we love stats. Heard, we love stats. heard recently <laughs> is there's anywhere between 600,000 and a million SMEs in South Africa. Yeah. And one of the key distinct factors about the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor Survey yes. is that South African SMEs have a greater, a much greater propensity to employ more people. Okay. And if you just do the math, if we have half of a million SMEs, each employing one person in the next 12 months, you've created another 500,000 job opportunities. It doesn't touch the 9 million mm. unemployed. Mm. 
But I believe that that would be the channel for us to explore to ensure that there's inclusive growth and more job creation within within our country. And if we can get an environment that in, inspires SMEs to continue taking risk, to expand their businesses, and to then employ more people, I think we can turn our success story up to now and continue with that and make it even better. Do you have any more positive stats for us, Ben? Yeah, the employment one I think is a is a is a positive one. But the other one is that the the, the level of job creation within SMEs, in comparison to other economic environments at the same stage of economic development, South Africans are eternally optimistic about how many jobs they can create in their businesses. So I I take that as a very positive sign that that we are all aware of how important it is for the whole country. To create more jobs so that everybody can have a decent um, standard of living. Mm. And if we can just get that growth going, it mm. means that the government's ability to look after the poorest of the poor is then also not compromised. Exactly. The proposed creation of securitization vehicle for funding of SMEs. Let's talk about that. That's a very, very interesting concept. I haven't what seen. What does that mean? Can you break that down for us? My understanding of what they were looking at is mm. it addresses the funding need for SMEs by saying it's like a stock exchange almost. Mm-hmm. So you get broad public corporates to invest into a specific vehicle mm. that then provides that funding to SMEs. Mm. So you then have a much broader spread of the risk. So you don't have to invest in mm-hmm. one little restaurant, one little manufacturing concern. You invest in SMEs as a whole. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if one of them fail, you don't necessarily lose all your money. Correct. And in that way, we can mitigate the risk. And in that way, we can actually provide a return to the providers of the capital. So I think it's a very exciting suggestion. Whether it's going to gain traction this year, I think there's lots of work being done to try and ensure that it happens. Being a square pig, <laughs> and that's the entrepreneurial spirit. For you, business partners, you've told us about what the entrepreneurs, what's, what their qualms are, you know, in, in 2017. Um, let's go back two years ago. So Praveen has made his speech about the budget, and we had a foresight that things were going to be tough. That was 2016. What do you project for 2020 and after? Personally, no, pre- no pressure, no pressure. If you can tell me what the political landscape is going to look like, I can give you a prediction. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hoping for is that the economic engine that we have and the potential that we have in South Africa can be utilized to its full potential. Mm-hmm. We've got such a role to play in, in the rest of Africa in terms of providing products and services. Correct. And if we can get – I think that if we have policy certainty – We've got some idea of where politically the country is supposed to be going. Let's assume that's the National Development Plan. It's not a perfect plan. Mm. But if we can follow the National Development Plan and most initiatives coming from the various government departments are in a line, are aligned to support the National Development Plan, I think private sector would have the certainty to also come to the party. We saw it last year. Mm. I think there was such a good cooperation they between were, private sector and, 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 and government so, so. that it inspired all of us to say that confidence. this is confidence again <laughs> yes. and yeah. that would get us going yeah. and this engine that we have in South Africa we've got so much potential but, can make such a difference but Ben you know what in South Africa I mean the wealth is distributed like 95 of the popular 95% of it is in the hands of 10% 
what can we do to just spread the wealth a bit? I mean, I'm not saying let's go back to communism, but I'm just saying how can we equalize, you know, the, the fruits of I our economy? The interpretation mm-hmm. and the understanding of how radical what you are saying is absolutely true, and we need to have radical economic transformation. Mm-hmm. I think the big debate and the uncertainty at the moment is how does that take place? If you listen to Pravin, yes. he believes that a very specific inclusive growth scenario with very specific priorities on how to broaden the inclusivity mm-hmm. is, is and I subscribe to that to that theorem. What I think is Potentially the risk is that we are looking at just the redistribution of wealth because that's a zero-sum gain. Yes, yes. So that would, I think, go hand-in-hand with a lot more trauma, social and otherwise. So I would argue that we need to perhaps have a degree of both, but perhaps strongly focused on getting the economic growth going because that lifts everybody's GDP per capita. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem we've actually dropped down over the last five or six years. We were um, above the average of the world in terms of GDP per capita, Mm. and we are now in South Africa below the average of the rest of the world. Mm. And China, with its huge population, Mm. has now got a bigger GDP per capita Mm. than South Africa does. Mm. And I think our potential doesn't come through in that in that specific metric because I think we should be doing much better and we have been doing much better before before the recent past. I want to read you something that I picked up and then you can give me what your thoughts on it. Government's biggest responsibility in regards to SME formation and expansion is to ensure that the ecosystem in which businesses operate becomes more business friendly and conducive to sustainable growth. Couldn't have put it that better. So I don't see government playing a direct interventionist role. Okay. SMEs need to be create to be. They need to have the space, and their magic and their innovation, their resilience and their passion would actually come to fruition. The spirit, the beautiful spirit of the human being, needs to be unleashed, mm-hmm. and that's government's role. They need to create an environment where it's easier to do business, and they've done a lot. Let's also give them yeah, some credit. A little bit, just a little. Yeah, just a little bit of credit. <laughs> I think the yeah. policy framework is yeah. actually rated quite well okay. in terms of the policies that we have. I think where government sometimes fail is in the execution and the application of the policy. So if if we can improve the ability and the turnaround times, there's enough Correct. creativity within South Africa. I think there's enough entrepreneurial talent, even though we need more. Mm. But government, their role in creating that environment, I think, starts with certainty and policy direction. That's part of the ecosystem. So that businesses know that if we're going to go into that direction, it is still the direction that is going to give us the, 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 the benefits and the rewards in two or three years from now. But if policy keeps on shifting, you are aiming in that direction and suddenly you find yourself in an environment where what you assumed would be applying mm-hmm. is no longer true. And that's the problem. They say that being an entrepreneur is the most aspirational career of all. In closing, Ben, inspire our African and South African SMEs about 2017 Outlook. Just give us a couple of words of wisdom and, and keynotes from business partners. Let's wrap it all up nicely this, for us. This entrepreneurial journey that, that I am incredibly privileged to see on a fairly regular basis. How long have you been a business partner? Oh, forever and ever. Forever and ever. And is it still 
what you what you live for. What, what is it about entrepreneurs that makes you want to be so supportive of, of their journey and uh, and just be there for them on a mentorship and financial and a a, a pivotal part of their business venture. If you this go, is person to person, Ben. Yeah. If you go into you. A, if you go into an entrepreneur's business, yeah, I think it's the the confluence or the. What is it about entrepreneurs you love so much? The the energy, the passion, and the magic that they create in and and, and how they feel about the business that they actually own. It is it is it inspires me on a daily basis because that's where you see true value being added. That's where you see an absence of politics. And you can see the economic benefit that is being generated for the employees, the, 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 the entrepreneur and his family or her family. And it's just a, a really good lens into the power of the human spirit and the, and the motivation and the creativity that they can deploy. Your eyes are making, lighting up. I wish we had this. Take a picture. You really feel it. Yeah. And what they can do to actually affect transformation in our society. And that's, that's where you see it in real life. It's, it's much better than talking about it, mm. which is what we perhaps need a bit more of. We just need to get out there and do it. Final words to SMEs out there about the 20, about the 2017, the rest of 2017. I know that they are eternal optimists and they always see a solution where the world sees problems. But just stay the course, stay committed to your purpose. I think even this uncertainty that we're experiencing at the moment, that will also pass. And we need them to be as resilient as they've always been so that we can have more of them if we look back in a year from now and say, sure, that was a difficult time. But we made it through. We made it through. We will. Battle scars and all. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ben Biermam, the chief Financial officer of our friends, business partners, and they are specialist risk finance for SMEs. And from me, Subimboya Arnold, attitude and confidence levels rise, SMEs rise. I hope you had a really, really inspirational and motivational show. See you same time next week from me. Once again, Subimboya Arnold, advocate, amplify, catalyze entrepreneurship in Africa. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.